welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and people. We're currently celebrating Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. The month of May was selected for this celebration to commemorate the immigration of the first Japanese to the U.S. on May 7, 1843, and to mark the anniversary of the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which occurred on May 10, 1869. I did have to look this up. I did not know that off the top of my head. But the majority of the workers who laid the tracks for the Transcontinental Railroad were Chinese immigrants. I thought that was really fascinating. I would have never imagined that Chinese immigrants were so instrumental in our rail system. So joining me today is my colleague and my office mate, Jane Coe. She works for DHG Search Advisors, and she's actually my office mate next door. So I see her, I mean, pretty much every day. But Jane and her husband were both born in Korea, but they've spent the majority of their lives here in the U.S. And I'm excited to learn more about how they celebrate their heritage. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. What's so funny is we we had an offline conversation before this, but as I was trying to think through who I could ask to join me, I'm like, I don't know anybody who's Asian. I know we have Asian people. I just don't know who they are. And then I was like, oh, Jane, who I see every day. We see each other almost every day. (laughs) Almost every day. So you moved here as a child. You were just beginning grade school. Right. What did your parents do to help ensure that the Korean culture remained an active part of your life? Yeah, they worked really hard at doing just that. I, of course, started kindergarten just probably the day after we had moved from South Korea to Michigan. But at home, they spoke to us in Korean as much as possible I mean, it helped that they really were not (laughs) native English speakers. So anyway, and they put me in weekend Korean school. So I do remember attending Saturday school, you know, I don't know, for at least a couple of years during those younger years. And oddly enough, I still, I think, remember things from that. So... It's just the uh, the speaking, you know, Korean to us, certainly the food, yeah. pretty much eating Korean food. That was our diet. I mean, still is. Yes, yes, yes. Sure. As kids, you know, we wanted to be acclimated more and more or fully, I guess, into the American culture. So we wanted steak and McDonald's and, yeah. you know, things like that. But yeah, the food was a big deal. And then we would certainly try to keep up with relatives and family members that lived in the States. And then just certain Korean, there are a lot of, I think, unspoken Korean quote traditions and mores, I guess, that you would follow that yeah. my parents followed. I mean, I could list a bunch of them, but there weren't like major like holiday traditions and things like that. Yes, we celebrated probably the Chinese New Year and the Korean Independence Day and things like that. Yeah, that's so cool. So you have two beautiful girls. We were just discussing them. One's in college and one's about to go to college. 
So what have you and Bruce done to weave the Korean culture into your family? So that is a little more (laughs) difficult to answer because certainly we haven't done nearly as much, I think, as we could have or should have. But in reference to what we have done, again, it would be trying to speak to them in Korean, but language is one of those things, as you know, if you don't use it all the time, you really do lose it. So my Korean, I'm sure has gotten more rusty, certainly. So has my husband's, but we did try to talk to them in Korean whenever we could. But as they got older, they're very close in age. And as they got older, it it just got harder and harder yeah. to do, but certainly Korean food. Jane always has rice well, going. Always, in the rice always, always, yes. <laughs> but I can, you know, I make Korean food at home. Not not great, and not not really fancy, extended like difficult Korean foods. But we do do that, and then certainly we do do some traditions that are kind of fun and easy to keep, like. Oh, what's an easy one? On New Year's, New Year's Day, the, you know, everybody, every culture has a particular meal that you share. And on Korean, I mean, yeah, Korean New Year's Day, you always make tteokguk, it's called. And it's a, it's a soup and it's a rice cake kind of dumpling kind of soup. And it's really, really good. And so we always do that. And then later, of course, we have our regular quote, Southern New Year's meal right? Pork and black eyed peas. Yeah, black eyed peas and collards and all of that. <laughs> but that kind of thing. So little things that we can do to, yeah. you know, kind of cultivate and keep the Korean culture. Yeah, I think it's so fascinating. So here at DHD, we do celebrate inclusion and diversity every day, but we do like to recognize some of these months where we have focus across our country, focus celebrations. Why do you think that it's really important for us to recognize and celebrate diverse backgrounds in terms of, you know, a work environment? I mean, there are, I think there are obviously there are a lot of different reasons, but I love that we do that here. And by here, I mean in the South. If you, you know, talk with various other people from within the states, even in different regions, some people still have a certain kind of idea about the South that we might be backwards and that kind of thing. And certainly I don't think that to be true, but some people still do and and might make mention of it. So the fact that we do intentionally recognize and celebrate and applaud inclusion and diversity, I think is really great because people need to know that companies and employers in the South we're very, it's still, we're what's open. the word? Yeah, not cosmopolitan, but very open yeah. and, and, and not, you know, old, um, closed minded, kind of real backwards, yep. kind of what, what some might say right. the South is full of or yeah. whatever. You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? And so, so let me just add this mm-hmm. in. I think it's interesting that that's your angle because you every day are recruiting and talking with people from yes. all over the country. So it's probably something that you're uber sensitive to. I am because first of all, I live in a community. Greenville. She lives right. In Greenville, in South, Carolina. South Carolina that I have loved living here for the last 20 some odd years. But 
yes, do I look different than say most people when I walk into a restaurant or, you know, just somewhere? Yeah, yeah I do. But that's something that I've just gotten very used to and I don't really don't think about it. I anymore, don't think right? about it. However, I do know that that is a factor for somebody perhaps that's not used to that and has mm-hmm. moved here. So mm-hmm. it might not be the huge, obviously, you know, melting Asian pot. melting pot yeah. that it is in Los Angeles or something yes. like that. But that is an angle, though, that you you perhaps have to appreciate yes. if you if you aren't in my shoes. But I think so. To me, that's one of the great reasons I think yeah. that you know it's great that we do do this. Yes. Because it allows, again, people to realize, oh, it's very open. It's, you know, we're forward thinking, progressive, those kinds of things. That's super. And, And you know what? One other thing, like, I think this sounds cliche, but it's just the truth. There are so many differences in all of us, no matter what group or ethnicity group or whatever that you identify with, but it's cliche, but it's just the truth. We're all so different, but we're all the same. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, my perspective on that. That's super. That's awesome, Jane. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing some perspective for this month. Sure. My pleasure. I think it's great that we do this. Awesome. So thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. DHG.